whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that? Dude, it's our new intro music. Sweet. Rock on. Carry on. Welcome to Two Guys, Three Crowns, the podcast that talks about what it's really like to live in Stockholm, Sweden. I'm Sean, and with my fellow American Rodney, we break down the good, the bad, and the just plain weird. It's quite the journey, so join us for the ride. Down on the corner, out there in the street, shoo-doo. Today's guest has, or is, someone we should meet. Well, the lyrics didn't quite work, but I liked where it was going. Now, I have to say, our next guest introduced himself to us by sending a text message saying, Hey, my name's Larry. I have a corner shop in Stockholm. It's called Larry's Corner Store. I was like, I'm sold. I'm sold. Oh, yeah. That was one of my best PR bits ever. Yeah. (laughs) Larry, welcome to Two Guys, Three Crowns. Thank you. Larry. Wonderful. Larry Farberg that used to live in Verberg. That was so bad. That was so bad. Hey, so you got to fill us in a little bit. Um, In all honesty, we have not had the opportunity to go by Larry's corner yet but it is so high up on my I've, I've started a new list because i it can't get up any higher on my list i'm gonna have but to like it, start breaking quarantine protocols to go visit this place exactly exactly I, yeah <laughs> but i am um, but i'm open yeah. just a couple hours a day nowadays and um i usually say i'm only allowing like one or two people in the store for me but actually that's rush hour for larry's corner getting one or two okay. <laughs> quarantine or not Hey, tell us, tell us a little bit about, uh, well, I mean, you, you've been here, you've been here for a while. 40 years In, this year. Wow. 40 years. Yeah. Respect. January wow. 8th, 1980, I moved here. Holy smokes. You must have done something really bad to get a sentence like that. <laughs> that. How many crimes could I have committed and been right. by now? I like to go through a list of all the different crimes that would, would have been possible, but um, yeah, my <laughs> crime was meeting a Swedish woman in Israel. Oh wow! Wow, yeah, I. Uh, it's, it's it seems like it seems like a lot of our crimes started there. Yeah. Like, I what a love triangle of countries, though. Yeah, yeah, I think it's sort of cool because I'm now I'm married to an Italian woman, actually. So. <laughs> huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever works. Yeah, yeah. But but tell us. Um, I mean, how long? I read. Uh, I caught when I was reading a little bit about fifteen years and librarian. Is that something that? Does that yeah. sound? No, yeah. I came here, my dream, I moved to Sweden. Well, my ex-wife didn't want to live in the States. And I wanted to write children's books. I had this dream of writing children's books and buying me a cardigan with leather patches and getting me in like a <laughs> old right. English sheepdog and smoking yeah. a pipe and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, when I started in 1980, when you went to learn Swedish, you had to, it, was, it was a great gig. You got paid. I've worked at a record store and went to college before I came here. Oh, but, um, nice. When you went to learn Swedish, they paid me more than I ever made at the record store. It was amazing <laughs> pay back then. But, to um, learn you had to file Swedish. A paper. You had to write a paper saying what you wanted to do in Sweden. And I said, I want to write children's books. They said, okay, we'll put down dishwasher for you. And, I said, <laughs> 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 and um, eventually I realized that 
there weren't many jobs for me in Sweden in 1980, so I decided um, library science might be good. So um, I worked my ass off to learn Swedish and got accepted into library school and then worked 15 years as a librarian here. Yeah, Sweden's only left-handed Jewish librarian from Detroit. <laughs> I love I that claim to fame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know we're going to get a message from somebody out there going, actually, two, buddy. There's yeah. two of us. There's two of us here now. There's two of us sure here. What, if they're going to be right-handed or you know, which part they're going to screw up for me. But <laughs> <laughs> So, so paid to um, or compensated to learn Swedish. If, I think if, if I got paid to learn Swedish, I would probably be the slowest learner <laughs> ever. It was amazing. This is like 1980, yeah. and you went yeah. for six months. And this is one of my favorite stories ever. In right. May, they came up to me. The, the head of the school came up to me and said, I'm, there I have terrible news for you. I'm going, oh, shit, what happened? <laughs> yep. You started so late, so you're only going to get three weeks paid vacation this year. That's what? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, Jordan. You should have gotten five. You're only getting three. I'm like, what? <laughs> I've got three weeks paid vacation. Paid vacation. <laughs> right. And that guy three... went back. That, that guy went back to his office, and he was like, "Oh man, yeah, he was really disappointed." Yeah. That guy. He, he he went. He had a fit. You know, this three was Small town Sweden in '80s. So for a while, it was me and the teacher, and that was it. And so we did walks and talk, and that was the whole class. Was me and the teacher babbling. Oh, that sounds great. That's phenomenal. Take, take three three weeks of uh, of vacation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Welcome to Sweden. Now, how how long have you had? Uh, how long has Larry's Corner been on the corner? Larry's Corner. It started in Varberg. I used to live in this little city on the oh. southwest coast, and there it was called Nita Naldi. Um, when we, oh. it was me and two friends who started the store. And um, okay, long story, but I'll try to shorten it. Right. Nita Naldi was one of the first Hollywood vamps. And um, when we went to apply for the name, they said the Naldi was a family name. We couldn't have it. And we were really desperate no. for a name. So we right. took out Nita and Naldi and took away the space between and made it Nita Naldi. <laughs> Nobody understood a thing. And the motto of the store was serving healthy pancakes for daring minds. We sold no pancakes. Huh? It was just, <laughs> I like the word pancakes. <laughs> and um, I lost my shirt. Then, wow. um, I got remarried and moved from Varnberg to Stockholm, and I found a corner. So decided Larry's Corner would be the name, and I started the store in Stockholm in October of 2007. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, the, the format, you got to tell us a little bit about the format, because Larry, I mean, <laughs> you, you, it's got to be like the uniquest Uniquest. Of unique. Uniquest. Basically, the, I usually say, if you would like drill a hole in my head, right, pour <laughs> it out into an empty location, you get Larry's Corner. It's basically everything that goes through my head. Nothing okay. more, nothing less. Okay. It's just oh as sloppy and screwed up as my head is. Because <laughs> to, to date, just looking at some of the uh, some of the pictures and posts that people have put up, and you know, <clears throat> we were joking a little bit about floppy disks, and I was like, I bet you they got floppies laying in inside there next to the DVDs, and then. Those are too um, advanced for me. I, I'm the most untechnical person you know, so I'm, I don't know how to use a floppy disk. So no. Okay. okay. <laughs> I never learned that part. Now on the logo, it said, uh, or, or one of the logos that I uh, saw on there, it said music, films, coffee, and muffins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Out, what else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we got. Um, no, I just, um, I used to like to bake a real lot, and 
Uh-huh. My therapist thought it was good. She used to tell me baking was sort of like giving birth, and since I'm not going to probably give birth, I started baking. <laughs> and I got really good at it. I can't do anything with my hands. I'm, when I was in I'm school in the States, my teachers, yeah. we found my report cards. They thought I was mentally handicapped because I couldn't work with my hands. So finding <laughs> something I could do baking was so great. Right. So every Monday I closed the store, and I would usually do baking. Okay. Unfortunately, my wife started a bakery, and her oh. baking is so much better than mine. Right. So I do the recycling for her, and in return, she gives me free muffins. So I don't okay. do okay. that's a, that's a, that sounds like a That sounds like a deal. Now, you have roots in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Yes. I now, tell us. There t- a couple of weeks ago, actually, but yeah, that got screwed. <clears throat> Yeah, I think we we all were supposed to be someplace else a couple. We, we're not going anywhere, Larry. We're going to have plenty of time to to hang out in uh, in, yeah, in Stockholm. We, we got a balcony here, so um, that's my vacation this summer, just our balcony. So I'll, I'll yeah, be now, living on that. Now, now, do you go back? Uh, do you go back to Detroit often? And I try visit, to go or? twice a year. I'm partly. Okay. Oh, my mom. Uh, my father died a few years ago. My mom died in November. I was going back right. twice a year to see them. Now right. the deal is, um, I have my store. And yeah. I buy a real lot from the States, but shipping is so terrible. So yeah. I'll go back and I'll have my family come and they all have to bring empty suitcases and I'll order all right. this stuff to be sent to our hotel and we'll come back right. with like 10 filled suitcases of stuff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. The, the old empty suitcase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. pays it. I mean, compared to shipping, it's much better just going there. Yeah, yeah, eating some general sow and drinking some burners and seeing friends right. and filling my suitcases. Yeah. Or even now buying you, more um, suitcases and coming back with new suitcases full of stuff. Oh, yeah, that happens often. That happens often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so about once a year we go through and throw away some of the old suitcases. And I mean, I could easily start Larry's Corner Suitcase Store probably. Yeah. That's what it, a, new, a new section. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> the, I love it. The, the suitcase section though we um uh i ran into problems one of my trips where my bag uh, because i was bringing an empty suitcase i had my suitcase and then my empty suitcase and the empty suitcase didn't weigh enough i I didn't know i make sure that the size is weird so i can put an empty suitcase into a suitcase i always have different sizes like that you got a puzzle like, like a russian doll basically but see, why didn't I know that then? See, because it, it took me a couple minutes, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, this one's bigger than this one is." Mm. So now I do. Now I do that. But I was I was blown away because they were like, "Okay, this one doesn't weigh enough." And I was like, <laughs> don't, I, don't, "I don't think that's ever happened." Weigh I was like, enough? You, like, yeah, I was like, "What are you going to penalize me for?" Yeah, you got to pay for too little weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they get you coming, coming and going. What kind of things do you do when you go back? Are there foods that you... Uh... The first thing I usually always do is go to my favorite Chinese restaurant and pick up General Tso's chicken. Oh, oh, and then, um, oh. I don't know if you got... It's special from Detroit. I'm not sure if you guys have ever had it, but there's Burner's Ginger Ale. It's, um, now it's national, but when you grew up, it was only in Detroit. Only Detroiters knew It's the most special ginger ale you can find. <sighs> so I usually get General Tso and a Burner's Ginger Ale. That's my first day always in Detroit. First That's stop, a, mm, right. Mm. Wow, that's uh, I think ginger ale is one of those things too. Just because I remember ginger ale a lot more. I mean, it was like Canada Dry. Canada yeah, Dry was like that. that. That's what no, grandma. That's not, that's not that's not ginger ale. I no, mean, the, you know? no, that's what my grandma drank. That's, that was the punishment. Whenever we went to my grandma's house, was getting Canada Dry ginger ale instead of Verner's. 
Yeah, it was like your your grandma and me on the West Coast. We were the ones <laughs> drinking Canada Dry. <laughs> no, I, I'm a complete ginger ale and ginger beer freak. And there's a store in okay. Stockholm that specializes in pop from, I say pop, you guys might say soda. But right. um, they specialize in pop from all over the world. There's about 10 different brands of ginger ale and ginger beer. So I'm in heaven. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> See? Okay, we'll stay. We'll stay in Stockholm a little while longer. Yeah, check out. Go, when you get off, uh, Google them. Soda Nation. Soda Nation. Ah, cool. Oh, it's so uh-huh. dangerous. It's so dangerous. My balcony is, <laughs> I got the balcony right here. It's filled right. with all the different pops I had bought from that. We don't have room in our refrigerator for it. <laughs> They're going to be like, hey, quick, hurry up, hurry up. Here comes Larry. I, 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 put the ginger ale away. Put the ginger ale oh, away. Oh, he's happy. He loves it when I get there. Yeah. <laughs> nice Jewish boy. Yeah. And then, I mean, I've heard that you guys up in Detroit have a sort of special way of doing pizza, like a Detroit style pizza. Is That's that so like. Weird. There's a couple weird things about that. Number <laughs> one is when I was a kid, we'd go to Chicago for the best pizza. It was Chicago pizza was the dream. I never right. heard of Detroit pizza until like a year or two ago. And the funny thing is now my wife, my wife is Italian. She came here to do her PhD in dementia. But after five years, she got her PhD. She quit and became a baker. She started a bakery. And just a couple of days ago, she finished Jeez. a book all about the history of pizza. And oh my we went God. to Detroit. She had to do a special thing about Detroit pizza, which is so weird. She never heard of it in Detroit before. As an Italian, I'm sure she was mortified by what she saw. It was like the, the, the whole trip, the whole trip back to Detroit to, to look at that pizza. And you're like, I'm telling you, there is no pizza. This didn't exist in the 80s. Oh, there's I'm a couple you. good pizzerias. Yeah. I know the pizzerias and there were, I guess that's what's considered Detroit pizza. Some place called Buddy's, but we never called it Detroit pizza. For us, it was right. pizza or Chicago pizza. Chicago pizza was the gourmet pizza for us. Right. So, um, yeah, this Detroit pizza. Is, but what's the... The special thing about Detroit is the Coney Islands. And um, I think oh. I just heard a rumor that uh, one of the greatest traditions in Detroit might be dying, but um, there's two Coney Island restaurants in downtown Detroit right next to each other. Lafayette oh, yes, I've heard about this. American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since like the 1940s, they never locked their doors once. They were open 24 hours a day, every wow. single day. Up until I think I heard the Corona thing made them close. Wow. But up until, I remember going there like at two in the morning, wasted out of our skulls. And just, <laughs> yeah, we that's the best hot dogs. Concerts, yeah. and then you just go there, and then the next day you had the most wonderful gas attack. But it was so <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even the dog gets up and leaves. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Yo, but a Coney fart is a Coney fart. That, that, that's <laughs> <laughs> Unmistakable. Yeah, yeah. It's chili and raw onions and um, what else? On mustard and the hot dog. It's just, that's a wonderful thing. <laughs> and now, now you also, you got a lot of music going on at Larry's. Loads, loads. Um, you got tons of music. I've done probably over five hundred concerts since I started. Um, no way. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Before the pandemic, I was doing about three or four shows an evening or a week. If, uh, yeah. Um, each wow. evening. But um, starting to get a bit draining. I Seriously, my wife would send me pictures of her and my daughter so I'd remember how they look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. shows. Right. But now what I'm doing is called the um, 
Penguins and Pancakes Pandemic Concert Series. And that's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. For one hour, somebody comes and plays for an hour, like um, just me and an artist. Then we stream it live for the whole world to see. And that's been cool. Oh, fantastic. Really, really well. I love We're it. We're having a blast with that one. And Larry, that, you stream that live on Facebook. Yeah, if anybody's in, you have to go in. I haven't figured out how to do it the professional way. So anybody who wants to go in, you go on to Larry Farber, without a G, Larry okay. Farber, and you can see it live. Yeah. Oh. And then I save it so you can see them weeks, months, years afterwards, too. So um, it's so been some cool. amazing music. And every once yeah. in a while, I force the artist to let me play my bongo, and I'm, I can't play the bongo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's some very unique shows of me playing a bongo with some great bongo. musicians, and you can okay. see them holding it in the tension, like, "Why is he doing this? Why is he doing this?" <laughs> well, that probably kind of right matches yet. Rodney's shirt right now, the tie-dye Berkeley shirt. Yeah, that yeah. All the listeners at home <laughs> yeah. can't see. Uh, I'll, I'll put up. A, I'll put up a pick. I'll okay. Put up a pick. Yeah. I felt. I felt. In, I felt inspired. Um, but are you from Berkeley? No, yeah, I'm actually right outside of uh, Berkeley, but I used to spend, you know, so much time up in up by the university and up on Telegraph Avenue, uh, which was, yeah, I mean, again, you start getting into into unique. But as I read the description of your corner and the things that were in there and what people were 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 writing, I was like, that's like a Berkeley place. I was like a, a Berkeley a Berkeley store basically only requires a front door. I mean, you can put whatever you want inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but we used to, uh, you know, when I when I was growing up, there was a place called uh, Rasputin's, which was a, a record store, and we just spent hours, you know, in there, you know, mm -hmm. looking at, at records. Um, there was a place where you could get a dollar pizza slice and and things. But it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a really unique culture you know up there especially in the you know that universe i mean the history itself uh, of berkeley but yeah I, I just had like a little bit of a flashback as i was reading that i was like that's a little piece of uh, of berkeley but you had mentioned too that it's not just unique to to there there are pockets of this all over kind of the the u.s you said yourself i mean it's a a detroit shop well, but it you know, let's just be detroit shop because i'm detroit i am i bring right. back all i can i am yeah. Yeah, I love Detroit. I, I could think about moving back there in a minute, actually. Um, yeah, so yeah. if I can't be in Detroit, I'll bring Detroit with me here. But what's funny, I just thought about it today. When I was in high school, I took a small business class. And I, had, I did two things that I remember. One was me and Louis Corsi, whose father owned a pizzeria. We came up with Uncle Jonas's Spaghetti Slurper. And this is 1972, <laughs> before anybody <laughs> came up with it. It was um, like a fork spoon, and you would wind it, and it would wind up your spaghetti for you. Like and, an automatic? <laughs> yeah, Uncle Jonas's Spaghetti Slurper. I still remember the name. And the other mm -hmm. idea I had was for a little store that sold records and books and weird stuff and with a back room that showed movies and concerts. This is when I was 15 years old. I forgot about that. And um, <laughs> I guess the dream stuck in there because um, yeah. this is pretty much what I had a dream about like 40 years ago almost. Or, yeah, because you, you have movie nights as well. We have movies, yeah. I, um, only offbeat weird movies that you've never seen and might not want to ever see. <laughs> okay. We've shown some great. The best one, you can't find, I don't know if you can find it anywhere. It's called Einstein's Brain. It is, um, oh. and it's true, it's a documentary that was done on the B by the BBC, and it right. was only shown once on Swedish television. So I found a copy of it, a pirate copy with Swedish subtitles. But it's about <laughs> this Japanese professor who's 
totally obsessed with Einstein's brain. Okay. And we heard this urban legend that wasn't an urban legend when we were kids, that um, the guy who, I forget the word in English, obducent, the guy who did the um, autopsy yeah, yeah. on okay. Einstein, he was supposed to do an autopsy and then do a study and write the report. He happened to be an alcoholic, and he never did the, uh, the report and got fired. And his revenge, he stole Einstein's brain and basically kept it in a pickle jar and disappeared. <laughs> There's a great book about it, but this is true. And this professor from Japan goes to the States looking for that. He's heard this rumor, too. And his English sucks. And he goes around, you know where I find Einstein's brain? I look for Einstein's brain. And eventually he finds the guy. The guy's working oh in God. a factory in Lawrence, Kansas. In Lawrence, Kansas, if you're good with your beat generation, was the right. home of William Burroughs. Oh. And they get William Burroughs in the movie. And the guy meets the, the, um, the guy who did the <laughs> autopsy. Right. And, he, and the Japanese goes, you give me a piece of Einstein's brain? The guy takes out yeah. Einstein's brain, puts it on a cutting what? board, and slices off a piece of Einstein's Ew, brain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like a piece of pastrami. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such an amazing film. It's one of the greatest feel-good weirdo films ever, and it's all true. Okay. So I've shown that oh one a bunch of times. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing like old Yeller or... Like, <laughs> was like... That could happen, believe me. Yeah. Believe me. But... but... But the fact that you found that movie with Swedish subtitles, I mean, that's... Uh... That's the only copy you can find is with Swedish subtitles. There <laughs> okay. are no other copies. I, um, I can spend hours looking for one. That's what's sort of weird with internet. In the old days, I could spend weeks looking for something. Now, if I say I spent hours, it feels like such a long time. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, but I found that one. That was like one of the Holy Grail films I was looking for, so... Now you got, so, I mean, you you definitely have a lot going on in there. You got like the, 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 the memories. Is there anything, what kind of searching are you doing now? You're like the Indiana Jones of finding random stuff and the I more random it, it is. I used to say that people called me the Indi Indiana Jones of weird, but I made it up myself, but. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really good at finding offbeat stuff. I just found now some collector in the States with like 20,000 titles of real offbeat and impossible to find dvds so i'm trying to make a list and i'm, I'm going to order, be ordering a bunch of stuff from this guy i just find yeah. all these weirdos that have collections in them i guess they're like um they're in the public domain so i'm allowed you can mm. i buy them and then i make copies and sell them for cheap to people so that's way um, we can spread some cool stuff i, I don't yeah, take right. like loads of if a dvd costs a hundred dollars I'll find one for like $4 and sell it instead. I don't think people should take $100 for a DVD. So. Yeah. Now, now, Larry, you got, uh, I mean, you must have regulars that come by. And, I mean, <laughs> you're regulars. Okay, you got, you got regulars. You got regular, no regulars, irregulars. Regulars and irregulars. Regular, irregulars. Um, have you had people come through the door, take a look around, and then start backing out a little bit? Like okay, they. That's funny. Like, um, you got to read my <laughs> Facebook updates every day because I usually sit at the store writing about people coming in. That's one of my favorites is when somebody comes in, looks around, and they're trying to be nice. But you can right. feel the vibe so bad. It's like, get me out of here. Get me out of here as quick as possible. Right. But they right. want to say, oh, yeah, aha. Uh -huh, mm -hmm. And then they get out as quick as they can. That, yeah, yeah. That's so fun to watch them. It's like I want to tell them, you're allowed to leave now. Don't worry. I, I won't take it personal. <laughs> I won't take it personal. <laughs> 
They, 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 they tell you they were looking for Coop across yeah. the street. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> wrong. It's the wrong section. And then I'm, I do speak pretty good Swedish, like um, yeah. Yeah, living here. But I have an accent. So yeah. um, as soon as people hear my Swedish, they start thinking they have to speak English to me. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 screw you. We're speaking Swedish here. It's so fun <laughs> seeing their faces. Yeah. Like, I have an accent, but I speak Swedish yeah. better than yeah. your English, Mark. Yeah. You said I didn't spell. I, I didn't spend 12 years in Swedish class to for nothing. Yeah, I didn't exactly. get paid all that money to learn Swedish. Or, <laughs> I never no ruled reason. it. If you walk in the store, if I speak Swedish to you, you speak Swedish back. If I speak English to you, you can speak whatever you want. But um. Yeah. I really get pissed at people who think that they have to speak English with me. So um, that's right. one of my wrong rules in the store. Now, how's your Italian coming along? <laughs> um, my wife, we have an 11 year old daughter. My wife and my daughter only speak Italian to each other. My wife's English is better than my English anyways. We okay. as a family speak <laughs> me too. English, but um, I went one year to Italian class and um. I knew nothing when I started and less when I quit. My Italian is so <laughs> I, um, I said for a long time that um, I wanted to learn enough Italian so that I could order food but not understand my mother-in-law. I haven't done that. <laughs> that's, I love that's that like balance. The, yeah, that's the safety zone right there. I just <laughs> want to stay right inside the safety zone. Exactly. So no, now, um, do you... Okay. Now, do you do, uh, have you guys done trips now? Of course, the world has changed in, uh, uh, yeah, in, in ways that, uh, that we don't really know how to deal with yet. But before that, were you guys going to Italy to? Yeah, we usually go to Italy once or twice a year. My brother, uh, wife comes from Rome, so I got no okay. problem going to Rome. And <laughs> yeah, like I say, Detroit once or twice a year and Rome once or twice a year. So we get around, we got around anyways. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm hoping for virtual reality, but I want it with smells also. It seemed boring just to um, have virtual reality without the smells. Right. So, um, but, well, I mean, and they've had that. When did they do Smell-O-Vision? Wasn't I, smell saw, vision? I saw the original. That was John Waters. Okay. <laughs> He's one of my idols. Yeah. So they, they have Smell-O-Vision. We just need to yeah, I mean, figure out a... For me to be able to smell, a, like I say, like a Detroit Coney Island and... Pretend yeah. I'm in Detroit. You can't just look at a picture of a cone. You got to smell it too. Exactly. Well, that's the Not thing the about traveling, isn't it? Like when you get off in a new country and you step for step foot out of that airplane onto the gangway, it smells mm. different. Yeah. Like a yeah. new country yeah. always smells different. It's so funny. Yeah, exactly. That that's uh, the smells are so important for everything. So, yeah. so I'm hoping for virtual reality and virtual smellality too. Where, where <laughs> so virtual smellality. Yeah. There we go. We just coined a new word. Yeah. Now, if you were to choose, uh, now you've been here long enough and tasted probably every Swedish food that there is to taste. What's a what's a, a, a favorite Swedish food? Is there a typical Swedish food that you nah? To be honest, since I got divorced from my Swedish wife, I don't think I've eaten one thing in Swedish food. Does pizza count as Swedish food nowadays, or kebab? That's or? the national. That's no, the national food. Pizza, no, pizza, and kebab. Not. It does not no. count. Um, no, <laughs> the thing is, when I first came here, I was basically a McDonald's American. I couldn't cook anything. I would um, take the train to Gothenburg to get to McDonald's, an hour trip just to get yeah. a McDonald's. But yeah. my ex only made this real boring Swedish Husmanskost. I mean, 
Oh, cooked yeah. torch with egg sauce and um. Oh uh, yeah. And yeah. I went nuts. I went nuts. So um, I had to learn to make food on my own. Now I'm a really good cook, but um, I don't think there's any Swedish food that I really care for that much. Yeah. No, there's um. Yeah. I like the Swedish mustard, but now they got a better mustard. But when I first came here, the Swedish mustard tasted just like Chinese food mustard as compared right. to that. Oh Chinese yeah, yeah, that mm. hot hot yellow mustard. Yeah. Whoa. But when I came to this country, I mean. Ethnic food. You, seriously, the first time I ordered a hamburger at a hamburger place, you had to make sure to ask for bread because it was just a big slab of meat <laughs> with about like, probably a gallon right. of Thousand Island dressing on top of it. Yeah. And that was yeah. a hamburger yeah. in Sweden. You had yeah. to really and make that was sure. The, the American dressing, right? Yeah, exactly. The, exactly. Yeah. But there yeah, was no I remember. Like, ethnic food at all where I was coming from. We had, they had one Chinese restaurant, and I took my father to it his first time they came to visit. And he wanted to call up amnesty and report it as cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> <laughs> crimes against humanity. Yeah, oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah. Now, are there any um, are there any places in Stockholm that you that you like to, or or in Sweden overall? Have you done Have you done any traveling? Like uh, before before I moved to Stockholm, my ex wife and I we traveled the real life. I can always always suggest. Um, Varberg, the place where I used to live in. I'm, I'm working on a story called Varberg is a Bimbo. It's okay. <laughs> Varberg is a beautiful city on the coast. There, yeah. There's a fortress there from the 12th century. We actually, my wow. wife and I got married there. I'm not yeah. sure if I'll tell you the story about the wedding yet, but um, maybe we'll do okay. it. <laughs> but um, then there's a place called Mayas on the Sea, and that's where I performed Ooh. and had my back shaved at a rock festival. And it's also some of the... I was waiting for a reaction. Good one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's one of the best restaurants I've been to in my life. It's a okay. good friend of mine. And when I was working as a librarian, he decided that I needed to perform. I'd never performed in my life. And he, wanted, wow. he used to put on this some rock festival for like 800 people would show up. All these right. big groups in Sweden would come and play. And he asked me to perform. And I was trying to think, what do I do? I've never really performed. What am I good at? Bongos. And then I realized the one thing I was good at was growing back hair. I have a terrible <laughs> back. Okay. So I decided what I was going to do is I was going to get on stage and have okay. my daughter shave my back while I sang oh. The Eggplant That Ate Chicago. It's the only song I know all the words to. <laughs> oh so I like 800 yeah. drunk Swedes. I had my right. daughter shaving my back and doing okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's my claim to fame. We all okay. Actually, I at the time, it. it was, um, this was like uh, 20 years ago, about now, and Pamela Anderson was really famous at the time. Okay. And I kept reading about Pamela Anderson's advice on how to give, raise kids, Pamela Anderson's political advice, Pamela Anderson right. doing, and I thought, damn, she, they're asking her all these questions, authority on everything, because <laughs> she has big boobs. So I wanted to be authority <laughs> because I'm back here. Okay. <laughs> so the idea is I wanted to share all of my wisdom because I knew how to grow back hair better than everybody. Right. <laughs> and, the, and then Pamela Sue Anderson, her career took off. I'm still waiting. You're still waiting for your, yeah, for, your, for, your today. <laughs> for your, for your, for your royalties right. are on the way. Don't worry. The ladder. Yeah. Um, Larry, we are going to go ahead and put up some links so that people can find you on Facebook and, uh, and definitely pay Larry's corner of visit and experience all this stuff for themselves. I know that Sean and I are going to be 
coming by to uh, to pay you a visit. Super. And... I make the best mediocre coffee in Stockholm, too. <laughs> oh, that's what we want. Mediocre. <laughs> Extra medium. Finally. Yeah. I love it. Finally, yeah. we want Super mediocre. Advertising. <laughs> exactly. Larry, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we will hopefully see you soon at Larry's Corner. Thanks. Welcome so much. Uh, yeah, this was a blast. Thank you. <laughs> That'll do it for this week's episode, everybody. Thanks so, so much to Larry for stopping by. We'll put links in the description so you guys can check out his Facebook page and all that good stuff. And we'd like to wish all of our North and South American moms out there a very happy Mother's Day. Hope it's a beautiful day and you're able to enjoy it. We'll catch you back here next time for more Two Guys, Three Crowns. <laughs>